take a deep breath as we dive into a popular and potentially harmful trend, e-cigarettes. How do they affect the lungs, our youth, and those trying to quit smoking? What you should know about vaping on this edition of Here for Your Health. Welcome to the Healthcare District of Palm Beach County's podcast, Here for Your Health. I'm your host, Robin Kish. The Healthcare District is a unique healthcare system located in Palm Beach County, Florida. Did you know the Healthcare District provides county residents access to primary care, skilled nursing, and hospital care? Or that the Healthcare District staffs registered nurses in nearly all of our public schools? Or that we fly, maintain, and operate the county's two life saving Tramahawk Air Ambulances? Through all of these programs, the Healthcare District serves as the healthcare safety net for Palm Beach County. On this edition of Here for Your Health, we take a closer look at the trend of vaping and the latest findings on the harmful health effects e-cigarettes can cause. Our guest today is Dr. Barry Davis, general surgeon at Lakeside Medical Center, the healthcare district's rural acute care teaching hospital in Belle Glade, Florida. Welcome, Dr. Davis. Great to be here. Thank you. Dr. E-cigarettes have been touted as a safe way to quit smoking. Is that true? It is a myth. Uh, a number of people have tried to quit uh, smoking, but it's it's very difficult. And there's so many people that are attempting to quit daily. Nearly seven out of 10 smokers say they want to stop. And quitting is, smoking is the best thing you can do for your health. Uh, smoking itself uh, harms nearly every organ in your body, including your heart. Nearly one third of all deaths from heart disease are a result of smoking and secondhand smoke. So e-cigarettes have been marketed as an aid to help you quit smoking. Uh, they work by heating the nicotine extracted from tobacco along with other flavorings and chemicals to create an aerosol you inhale. Regular tobacco cigarettes uh, contain several thousand chemicals, many of which are toxic. However, we don't know exactly what the chemicals are in e-cigarettes. Well, it's thought that e-cigarettes have fewer chemicals than traditional tobacco cigarettes. Does that make them safer? Even though it may contain fewer chemicals, the uh, FDA has not approved it for a smoking cessation tool. Uh, many studies uh, recently have found that people who intended to use e-cigarettes to quit smoking actually continued smoking regular cigarettes and e-cigarettes simultaneously. Uh, what's more troubling is, is a number of studies that came out uh, with these outbreaks of lung injuries and deaths associated with vaping. In January uh, 21st, early this year, uh, the CDC confirmed that 60 deaths in patients with e-cigarettes or vaping, uh, the product used associated with injury, um, lung injury noted as E-Valley, or what is actually spelled out as e-cigarette and vaping associated lung injury. Uh, these cases appear mostly to affect people who modify their vaping devices or use black market uh, modified e-liquids, which is the liquid that goes inside of the vaping device. And they were especially true for the ones that had the uh, chemical THC. Uh, many of the times they found that vitamin E acetate was what was used to cut the THC oil when they created the e-vaping liquid and that itself is what found to be the major problem. And so since then, um, they tried to regulate it. And it was just simple economics. They found if they uh, cut it with the vitamin E acetate, it actually increases their profit while still giving people the same simultaneous high. You mentioned the CDC or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. What does the CDC recommend? 
that you don't use THC containing e-cigarettes or vaping products and avoid using informal sources, you know, such as friends or family or online dealers to obtain uh, your vaping device and do not modify any of the substances or uh, the vaping device that as they are not intended by the manufacturer. In light of the E-Valley, which is the lung injury uh, syndrome that we were discussing earlier, the CDC advises adults uh, who use e-cigarettes for smoking cessation to weigh the risk and benefits to consider the use of an FDA-approved smoking cessation options that we see commonly on TV uh, over uh, e-cigarettes. Uh, earlier this year, parents and students gathered at Jupiter Community High School locally for a seminar on the dangers of vaping. A panel of school district administrators, police, and physicians told the crowd that like most schools across the United States, Palm Beach County has seen a rise in vaping and that students are finding it tough to quit. This is a real problem. Young people uh, in this current generation, uh, they see the stigma associated with cigarette smoking and mostly with the, the smell of cigarettes after they smoke. So they automatically gravitate towards e-cigarettes. And you know, then also you add to all the flavorings that come with it. The problem is, is they still contain nicotine. So these children can still uh, get addicted. And, and so it, it makes an attraction to them, one, because of all their flavors, but it still pulls them in the direction of a uh, nicotine addiction. Um, and it's just really troubling because they are not only the uh, teens that would um, may be more prone to smoking, they're actually enticing a number of teens who would have never really uh, entertained smoking at all, and some of them as young as 12 um, that have started vaping. And, and using nicotine as, as a young adult um, or just a teenager is not good for the developing brain. And so the teens who vape are more likely to begin smoking cigarettes or use more harmful uh, drugs down the road. Can you explain clinically or physiologically how one becomes addicted to vaping? The main addictive uh, property of cigarettes is the actual nicotine. And that itself will cause a um, almost a slight euphoria, although it's not the same high commonly found in many um, narcotics and other uh, street drugs, but it still does um, produce a reaction in the uh, brain center for reward. And so by stimulating that, the more that they do it and they continue to vape, their body actually becomes more dependent on it. And without even knowing it, these, these young people begin to have actual cravings for uh, vaping or even cigarettes if they're unable to get them. Florida Senate Bill 810 has been awaiting the governor's signature uh, this year. The legislation would largely bring the state into compliance with federal laws about electronic cigarettes. And the measure would identify e-cigarettes and vaping products as, quote, tobacco products, uh, end quote, and raise the age to purchase any tobacco products, including tobacco cigarettes, dip and chew, as well as e-cigarettes from 18 to 21. What are your thoughts from a medical perspective? Anything that can curb team vaping um, in Florida, or even across the country for that matter, uh, by uh, limiting their access through uh, age verification, raising the age limit to 21, um, and even banning certain flavors that may attract kids, um, would always be beneficial. And if we can save youngsters from the nicotine addiction alone and the associated risk, I think that's always gonna be a healthy approach and, and should be uh, encouraged. 
Dr. Davis, with so much public health attention now focused on the novel coronavirus, what is the evidence around the relationship between COVID-19 and vaping? There is no scientific data yet to show that there are any differences in outcomes between people who vape versus those who don't. However, uh, according to the US uh, FDA, vaping may create underlying health issues for people who use Juul and other e-cigarettes that make them more likely to suffer severe complications of COVID-19. Do you know if there's research on smoking and how that relates to COVID-19? Absolutely. That, that was one of the major things that was uh, studied early on in, in this pandemic. And they showed that the vaping actually inflames and damages the lungs. And so we also know that COVID can attack the lungs, which is its, its main point of, of entry. And um, what they don't, they've learned that nicotine increases the number of ACE2 receptors, which are part of the processing of oxygen in the lungs. Um, that act as what they call entry portals for the coronavirus. And so according to research, increasing number of receptors could potentially enhance COVID-19's person-to-person spread. Although the study did not evaluate vaping separately from smoking, uh, early data indicate that the substance uh, uses are higher risk for COVID-19. For example, some of the studies out of China on COVID-19 found that smokers in general are at more risk for severe disease. So there's a clear reason for those who are vaping or smoking to be very cautious. How has social distancing impacted vaping, especially among the younger generation? Well, it's, it's had positive and, and negative effects. Uh, the uh, physician who directs the adolescent uh, substance use and addiction program at Boston Children's Hospital has shared that uh, the stay-at-home orders have helped some of uh, her patients successfully quit vaping because they are no longer around friends who use it. But for other patients, the isolation has increased their anxiety and caused them to vape more. Some kids are still sharing vapes with other friends, which is obviously dangerous. Uh, And then you have other teens that have quit, uh, whether they wanted to or not, and many are suffering withdrawal symptoms. Teen.smokefree.gov is a helpful resource for uh, with tools and tips to help youngsters quit vaping and smoking. So those who want to quit can also call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Quitting smoking is one of the best things that you can do for your health. Smoking harms nearly every organ in your body, including your heart. And again, it really um, has a major role in heart disease later on um, in your life. So it's no point in starting early. And I'm sure you give this advice to your patients as a a surgeon, and you have so many great health tips that you can share. So before we wrap up, um, your focus on maintaining healthy habits and prevention to keep our community healthy must give you uh, like a top five list of health prevention uh, tips that you can offer us. Well, just from today's topic alone, um, you know, being a former smoker myself, it was a game changer the time that I finally just made up my mind to quit. And, you know, this is someone, you know, I studied in the UK for three years and people smoked absolutely everywhere. There was every restaurant, every bar, every outing. It didn't matter. People smoked indoors and outdoors. So it was very very difficult and I wasn't actually a big smoker before I went and so quitting was very difficult but I just one day I knew it was coming and I finally just made up my mind and ever since then it's, it's been just change everything not just from your breathing but just your overall health but the other things that play into that is you know I, I get a lot of questions uh, about uh, diet I feel like the world 
um, media makes dieting such a difficult thing. If people just realize you just keep it very simple. If just, if it's our rule in our house is we just don't eat out of a box. And so actually cooking your food and, you know, mixing, you know, make sure your dishes are very bright colored is the very simplest way um, to have a healthy diet. So that means you have a very simple meat. If you are a meat eater and if you're a vegetarian, just having bright, colorful vegetables and just not having so many fried foods in your diet is, is extremely necessary. And, um, I'm again, speaking from, uh, experience, I'm getting older and I found out that, you know, my cholesterol was high, uh, several weeks ago. Uh, from my primary care physician, and immediately I have st I stopped eating red meat, and you know, and I've eaten eaten more chicken and fish, and and people just don't realize we make it way more complicated. But the thing is, is you also we make excuses for ourselves. So if you know what you need to do, um, it always plays like people don't know. I think most Americans know what's really healthy for them, and if they just really just take ownership of what's of their own health and actually have an active role in your health um, will, will be the biggest thing that you can do for yourself and actually for your family because I see it all the time when people get sick and they wish they hadn't done it. I see diabetic patients all the time who don't take care of their diabetes because they haven't owned it since they were diagnosed years ago and they meet me and they're having major operations and some that are debilitating for the rest of their life and they wished that they had taken control of the disease early on, like their physician was telling them. You mentioned how hard it is to quit smoking, um, to change your habits. How did you do it? Well, I, I've talked to so many of my patients about it, and it's funny, it's not the actual smoking. Most smokers actually don't like smoking. It's the routine. And it's they know that when they get up in the morning time, they'll have a cigarette, and then they'll go to, um, you know, they'll smoke on the way to work or they take their break at work and all these, their whole day, they don't realize it's actually built around smoking. And it was actually the way that I did it is I was getting ready to go on a vacation and I knew my routine was going to be disrupted. And so I made up my mind that I wasn't going to take any cigarettes with me on vacation. And it was just that simple. And so I was on vacation for nearly a week. And, and I just, I made it, a, I just determined, you know, that I was not going to go and buy any. And after like the first three days, I, I didn't even care. And it was just a change in the routine. So when I got back home, I was already out of that routine of smoking. So it wasn't difficult. And, and then when someone would smoke around me, it was, it would be so apparent uh, to me because my sense of smell was back. And uh, I just, ever since then, I, I haven't looked back and, and I've, just been been very grateful that I just decided to change my mind. Did it help with your breathing, your ability to exercise? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I train all the time. I've, you know, I've been in the military a long time and a lot of people smoke in the military and we still have to train and all these things. And, um, you know, it, it just, I never I always did well, but I never realized how well I could do after I stopped smoking. And ever since then, it's, you know, I don't have to do all this work ahead of time for my PT test and all these things that I do. It's because I don't have problems. You know, my wife and I can go cycling and we can go cycle 10, 12 miles and I will never get winded. But it's not even that. It's just your energy throughout your day. Um, you just don't realize how much it, it really takes you because when your lungs aren't healthy, your heart isn't either. And so just going, you know, up a flight of stairs doesn't, it will wear you out when you smoke. Well, Dr. Davis, thanks so much for joining us, providing your personal 
story and giving us all the expertise that we can uh, maybe learn from. Absolutely. Well, great advice. And we thank all of our listeners. If you find this podcast helpful, share it on your social channel and check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you at healthcaredistrictpodcast.org. Let us know what you think. Your review helps us reach more people just like you. And if you have a suggestion about a future podcast topic, have questions or some feedback, call 561-804-4111. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare District of Palm Beach County's Acute Care Teaching Hospital, Lakeside Medical Center in Belle Glade, Florida. For more information, call 561-996-6571 or visit www.lakesidemedical.org. This podcast is also brought to you by the C.L. Brumbach Primary Care Clinics, which offer medication-assisted treatment for patients with substance use disorders, as well as primary care, dental services, behavioral health, and pharmacy services for adults and children. Call 561-642-1000 to make an appointment or visit www.brumbachclinics.org.